0: And we're back. we back. we back, ladies we and gentlemen. It. Welcome to the Long Haul Podcast. We are sponsored by the Our Story app, found on the Apple App Store. Um, so thank you to them.
1: Right. But <laughs> our web developers are on lockdown. Yeah, everyone's on lockdown. So changes. don't
0: download the app yet, but it's there. You could get excited about it. Um, so we're back. It's our ooh Friday night late night date night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, welcome. Grab a glass of wine. I made myself a nice little spritzer which is very masculine. Yes. In many cultures, mm-hmm. maybe not ours, but in some cultures, I'm sure. Basically, I have one part red wine, Cabernet Sauvignon, three parts Ice Mountain Sparkling Lemon Lime.
1: Mm. Mm. And a couple ice cubes.
0: Four ice cubes and a smile.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, we hope everybody's doing well. I honestly felt like this was the first week that the quarantine kind of hit me. And I started getting a little stir crazy. I can
0: sense a lot of people are getting over it and ready to go outside.
1: Yeah, I was just very... Um, I'm like like there's a meme going around that fits me perfectly. It's like I'm a homebody, but man, I sure wished leaving the house once or twice, <laughs> you know, yeah. so it was it's like I feel like that's where I'm at right now. It's like I'm feel like I am a homebody, but I definitely miss you know.
0: Yeah. So
1: getting together with people.
0: I mean, you know I work construction, so My job is essential. Okay. Put me next to a doctor is basically what the government said. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was supposed to be a short day today and it actually was a very long day. So I didn't have lunch. So we had to go get lunch. And we were not close to home at all. So we went to this like kind of fast food place, whatever. But they didn't have a drive through; You had to go in. So we ordered outside. And then they're like, all right, I'll be ready in five minutes. And then they didn't come outside. So I had to go inside. And, like, nobody was social distancing or wearing masks or gloves or whatever. I was in there with my gloves and my mask. And I'm like, I'm like guys, I don't want to be here right now. But you guys look like you're having a party. <laughs> let's figure this out. Yeah. But I think it's going to end soon because I think people are just going to start going outside.
1: Yeah. We That's see. my professional
0: opinion. But, like I said, it's our date night. So, babe, let's not talk about it. You know, let's just right. enjoy our night. Enjoy each other's, company, each other's company, gaze into each other's eyes. Yes. You know, very seductive, mm. super sexy. Mm. So, also, if you're new to the podcast, this is a this is a hybrid relationship slash Christian faith growing podcast.
1: <laughs> Which we're going to talk about horoscopes. Today. So today we're going to so, talk about
0: horoscopes.
1: Only because, uh,
0: only because they're the most ridiculous thing in the world. Yes, and. Uh, if you're listening and you love horoscopes, horoscopes, I'm sure you get berated all the time about how dumb they are. So don't be offended.
1: Right. Um, let me give a biblical background quick to horoscopes, though. So they're based on... Um, I feel like
0: I can't hear you.
1: They are based on... They are based on... A little better. Um, yeah. Constellations that are in the sky. And the... 12 tribes of Judah actually used these 12 constellations to position themselves around the temple. So there is like biblical truth that comes from some things, but like where it's gotten now, there's no biblical backing. Like your daily horoscope of like, today you may find trouble of...
0: So I'll just go ahead and say I don't buy any of it.
1: Ba- biblically... The 12 tribes of Judah used That's fine. these constellations. So I told Vito, I said, you have to look at your natal birth chart because some of the stuff is freaky how much it does describe you.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll see.
1: A little bit. So I have his in front of me.
0: And I have yours in front of me.
1: Yes. And yeah, we're going to dive into our natal birth charts briefly.
0: Which I've already gazed over this. And <laughs> there are phrases in here where I'm like, this is... So dumb. But I'm excited because this is fun. This is a fun date night thing.
1: Yes, but I do feel like yours does kind of um, describe you. So we're going to go over what our main sign is first. Then we're going to go over our rising, our moon, and our Venus. (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> so, so, so stupid. The Venus uh, is how we love, babe. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see if any of it's true.
0: We should name one of our kids Venus.
1: Definitely not. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to?
0: Um, you can go first.
1: Are you going to listen to me?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm seeing what Venus translates to in Italian, which is venere, which is venereal disease. Shut
1: up. It is not.
0: Venere. <laughs> I don't know. This is dumb.
1: Yeah, no, we're not naming our kid Venus, so it doesn't matter. Um,
0: Thor, we can do Thor, babe. Okay, go.
1: Um, and we can see because, like, when you look at generic horoscopes, they're like basically the same.
0: So your main is your son. Yes. Okay.
1: So you're a Gemini. Okay. So with your son and Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> your urge for self-expression is powerful you're often just as interested in collecting inf- information as you are in sharing it curious to a fault you have a finger in every pie i mean you have a sweet tooth <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's what they're saying but okay. i know you're flexible and changeable and your ability to adapt quickly to new situations gains you plenty of friends and social contacts you're likely to be quite clever and wait witty. i have
0: no friends
1: you always say that which is so ridiculous how many friends do i have a lot you're texting with them every single day i
0: have three friends that i never see
1: but babe you're that person that everyone wants to be your friend oh okay and you are very flexible and changeable and adaptable
0: as most people are but go ahead
1: <laughs> not true at all
0: okay well you're you are
1: you think your dad's flexible and changeable and adaptable
0: he's a super adaptable He's super adaptable. He's not flexible, but he's super adaptable.
1: Okay. Um, You're likely to be quite clever and witty, enjoying intellectual conversations. You're um, easily bored if you're not getting enough mental stimulation. Um, Really good at fitting in with others. Uh, Friends to people from all walks of life. Not easily intimidated. You have an ability to detach yourself, um, which can make you highly objective and observant but also difficult to get close to at times. Okay. Um, you, uh, let's see. It says intimacy doesn't come easily to you.
0: That's not true.
1: It can be, diff- I don't know, it was really hard
0: because I've gotten my heart broken, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I was so intimate early on in life.
1: It can be really difficult for others to know what you really feel at any given moment. You're highly impressionable and sometimes quite scattered. There is usually a nervous air about you that can make people who seek a more personal approach a little uneasy. I disagree with that. You don't have a nervous air about you at mm-hmm.
0: all. So 50-50 so far.
1: Um, It is not always intuitive to trust a Gemini to be loyal or keep secrets mm. this is usually not about the trustworthiness of their character but more about their love of talking sharing and variety
0: mm. um, I, keep, I keep secrets
1: gemini's keep busy every step of the way yeah, very true very of you. true yeah many people with this position in the sun have gained quite a bit of knowledge in their lifetimes um
0: lifetimes yeah
1: i don't know multiple you know something <laughs> they know something about everything which is true of you. Thoroughly engaging conversation. Um, I'm trying not to like read every single thing because it's sure, so much. Sure. But I'm almost done with this part. Okay. If you're like most Geminis, you're really quite affable and you thoroughly enjoy the light side of life. Okay. This tendency to take things lightly makes you quite pleasing to be around. It can be maddening to people who's seeking support on deeper issues in life. Which is not true. That's not true at all. No. Geminis are both interesting and interested. As a Gemini, your wit can be dazzling and your changeability dizzying. At the very least, you're never boring. Your sun sign is modified by various factors, including the aspects it makes to other planets, points, and house positions, which we'll get into that stuff more. So I would say that the only thing that described you is that you're very adaptable, um, flexible, and also that you're, like it said, that you keep busy and you're really you know something about everything because you love to learn yeah. so you just like take in so much information
0: so if you were to use this as like while we were dating if you were to use this as oh, i want to know what Vito's like mm-hmm. this wouldn't be a good indication of what i'm like
1: i don't know it does say that we are aquarius's and gemini's our soulmates because we're both air signs so we very much get each other mm. so you're like one of my potential soulmate signs okay nailed it
0: Right, but if you were to be like, before we started getting to know each other, look yeah, at this. Yeah, no, not at right, all. Right, exactly.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, nah. Okay. <clears throat> Can't wait to hear about myself. So this is Liz, <laughs>
0: apparently. When people ask you, what's your sign? Aquarius would be your answer. Technically, though, it's your sun sign that is Aquarius. Oh, I shouldn't read that. You know, there's some that is highly influential. It's like, never forget word. It, okay. Yeah, don't read that whole part. Okay, okay, okay. One of the standout characters... This is my first time reading one of these things. Okay. So, excuse me for not knowing what to read. Because there is so much information. That's ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. One of the standout characteristics of these born under the sun sign of Aquaria is their unwillingness to follow the beaten track.
1: I think that's very true.
0: Yeah. With advancement and progress on their minds. That's not you
1: ish i love it. yeah i always want to do like i always want to it doesn't mean i'm actually going to do it
0: yeah but i think you're more advancement and progress on your mind is is not on Keep your reading. mind okay there can be an irreverence they use big words
1: baby. <laughs> are you nervous do you want me to <laughs> read it no no
0: <laughs> Too old and outdated ways of thinking and doing things even so aquarius is a fixed sign and can get stuck in their own ways They're not always quick to adapt to changing circumstances, but they do value progress in general. Although open to change, aquarians can be... Aren't those people who work with like dolphins? No. Hmm. Aquarians can be (laughs) (laughs) surprisingly stubborn. Their idealism runs strong, but they can be very fixed in their opinions. Many aquariums aim to free themselves from personal and social conditioning
1: very much me
0: i could see some of those things yeah often a bit aloof and even standoffish you totally so liz (laughs) with with this
1: (laughs) what are you talking about with
0: this uh with what are we in what are we in right now this quarantine we drove my family all drove in separate cars to my sister-in-law's house and sang her happy birthday and then my sister reached leaned over in her car to our car and was like hey liz we're doing a zoom meeting tonight with all the girls like are you going to be on? And Liz goes, "Uh, I might, I might not. And I, was like, I, was, I was like, oh, my God. That was so bitchy. Was such a bitchy response. You're like, eh, I might, I might not. And Rose is like, oh. oh, oh okay." Like, probably not, though. Oh, my God. So a bit aloof and even standoffish, Aquarians, nonetheless, are usually well-liked. Okay. Okay. They're curious and observant and tolerant in a broad sense. Are you observant? Would you consider yourself observant? I do. Okay. Do you observe and then just ignore what you observed? Maybe, because I don't see you as observant. But if you do, then you're obviously seeing stuff.
1: Yeah, I think I do. I think, for me, I I love, like, people watching and watching their tendencies. I don't feel like I need to comment or whatever on everything.
0: Um, Prejudice and bias are offensive to the typical Aquarii. Aquarians are typically very clever, witty, and, and intellectual. They value frankness. You don't. Yeah, I do. You're not frank.
1: No, but that's why I value it. Like, oh, I love when people mm. just like tell me how it is. Yeah. Because I have a very hard time doing that. So when people do it with me, I very much value it.
0: Okay. Um, you'll try <laughs> to get others to see through superfic- superficiality and encourage them to be open and forthright. Be true to yourself, in quotes, and don't follow the crowd, in quotes, are mottos easily associated with this sign. Okay. Friendship means a lot to you? True. Your quest for kindred spirits is a real one? What's a kindred spirit?
1: Like, somebody that you just have this soul connection with. Like, Bianca's one of my kindred spirits, so when I find somebody like her, I'm like, oh, yes. You get me. I get you.
0: Okay. Um... Sure, you can be practical and physical, but you seem to be at your best in the world of thoughts and ideas. Mm. I don't know. As an air sign, you find these realms of the mind most comfortable. You are dignified, friendly, and fair. Your reasoning ability is notable and strong. You're a little more inclined to theori- theoretical reasoning, but you're also highly capable of practical thinking, and this combination is excellent. You strongly dislike hypocrisy and you're easily moved by kindness. Yeah. I mean but I'm telling I, you, Aquarius describes but, me to but a but T. babe, wouldn't you say that's everybody? Not at all. Who doesn't dislike hypocrisy? And who doesn't hypocrites? Like kindness? <laughs> Even hypocrites hate hypocrisy. Okay, those are two that's phrases. That's why they're hypocrites.
1: Those are two phrases.
0: Um You need space and value freedom. Uh, And any attempt to box you in will likely fail. So if I give Liz a kiss in the morning when I'm leaving for work and her arms are underneath the the covers, she'll wake up, get her arms from underneath the covers and give me a hug because she's like, she freaks out, she can't breathe. So maybe. (laughs) Oh, babe, Aquarius vibes with the number four. Look at that.
1: Wow, that's my favorite number. Is it? It's one of them. Ever Four? since I was little, oh, yeah. Oh, my
0: God. Saturdays, the colors violet, electric blue, and silver. Gold jewelry. Ooh. amethysts, Amethyst. stones. Azurite right, stones. And the metal lead.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, why Why put that in
1: there? Yeah, just don't even read those parts.
0: I know, but you got to know what you're getting yourself into. There. Like your mom said, this is witchcraft.
1: Oh, my God.
0: i agree with you county
1: get out of here are you done because you're reading so slow
0: we're digging into it you're just so excited (laughs) (laughs) and i think this is such a joke let's be done with that
1: you don't want to hear your venus it means how you are as a lover no all right i'll read it to you after
0: okay so what i think is that was fun let's call it what it was it was fun Mm-hmm. It wasn't accurate. There were some things that were accurate. Some things. That I weren't. I think
1: my sun and my moon describe me.
0: Okay, but you can't pick and choose. You're. It's either all there or it's not. You can't be like, oh, I believe in some of these things. You either like. Yeah, if, you can. You l- can choose whatever you believe in. No. Let Let's say Let's say you were a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. So, because we do talk about our faith on here, and um, I think it's important too so like your mom was not happy that we were doing this right uh which is fine because we don't believe or i don't believe in it right Mm -hmm. like we're we're christians and we talk about it and um it's important to deepen your faith and i think that it's it's for me at least like to read that isn't gonna change my faith in god you know right and and my faith in and jesus and what he taught and his life and, and everything and obviously i see that it's it's a bit ridiculous but i also see that we're not just humans right like we're spiritual people in a, in a physical world and you know like even even biblically when jesus was born they followed the stars to find him you know right and i'm not saying that oh like stardust tells you who you are but also like We are all one. And we're all made out of elements. Like if you if you break it down scientifically, we're all made out of elements. And so there's gotta be some connectedness to it. And in the Bible they talk about animals and humans and the earth and that where we come from the earth and from dust to dust and you know. So it's like the collective of, of what we are, I think is important to note. Um and I thought it was fun what we you know read and it's it's silly or whatever and if you believe it cool was good for you but um, I think it's important to understand I think with this um, quarantine I was really what it's done for me is really open my eyes to what's really important and that's our relationships and you and our family and really enjoying each moment. Um, because we don't know, we, we pretend as if we're guaranteed the next moment. Like we're like we can't just die, which we can, our heart could just stop. It happens all the time, all the time, or we can get into a car accident or you can get, you know, sucked into a virus, whatever it is. But what Jesus told us was that we're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Right. And I think what that means is like we are we are what gives the world flavor and meaning and we have a lot of value and we each have a light and Jesus talks about shining your light. Yeah. And each light is different and that we have our unique a unique personality. And whether you think your personality comes from a predetermined constellation, or you just trust that God gave you a unique personality and the only way that you're gonna shine that personality is just to let all your fears and doubts and worries aside and just be you. And that's how I view it. Then I think that's what's important.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know. And I think that when cuz I you know, we're we're both certified coaches and stuff and I went through yoga schooling and whatever and yoga's not Christian, but it's also it you know, it opens your eyes to different ways of belief. Um but I think what it what it does is a, a lot of people talk about purpose like what's my purpose in life why are we here what's all this stuff and, and I don't know if it's a, it's cultural or societal but I think you're just here to to be your true self and to not right. you know to to shine your light like Jesus said and to not let fear which is evil and negativity which is not of God and doubts and worries and anxieties which is all not of God. We're supposed to choose faith. We're supposed to choose love. We're supposed to just choose ourselves, you know, and and which which is filled with the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, I think you and I both went on like for years I was like what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And you kind of did the same. And your purpose is to live as Jesus lived. Like literally I do I think some people have a specific calling to a career or whatever? Sure. Are we given different talents and abilities for a reason? Absolutely. But what it comes down to is your purpose is to love others. Your purpose is to treat them as Jesus would. Your purpose is to, like you said, not live in fear, to shine his light and mm-hmm. to, you know, show to the world that you can be in the world and not of it. So, I think that that, that is whatever you, you know, buy into silly stuff like this or whatever, like that, that is the purpose, you know? Yeah. And, and also like when you said like you studied yoga and you learned different things, um, like I grew up for years, like being taught basically yoga is a sin, mm-hmm. you know, and And I feel like because of certain things, like religion has swung so far one way and then the other and then whatever. And it's like, you can like the stretches and the breathing. I mean, yoga is scientifically proven to help your body, Mm. you know, like the, the stretches and the breathing, like it's helped people tremendously. Um, Yes, is there a religious aspect behind that? Yeah, but when you go to yoga class, they're not teaching you the religion. Right, right. They're teaching you... Well, some some are. Yeah, that's true. Um, But for the most part, you're getting in a workout, you're stretching, you're breathing, and and kind of getting in touch with your body, which I think is important too, but... um... Well, I
0: think as Christians, we completely undervalue that. I think as Christians, we always say... That pendulum is
1: like... You know, meditation used to be a bad word. right? And now it's like, no, you should meditate. The Bible talks about meditating. Which is
0: what Jesus did in, in, in the mountains.
1: Right. So it's right. But it's like associated with Eastern religion and doctrine. And so, you know, but people have also changed religion to meet who they are, you know, to be mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I'm going to take this part and this part. And then from that and this and that and like piece Mm, it together. mm. And, you know, and that's more of the new agey stuff where everyone's a God and everyone's this and whatever. And I think, though, even then, people are still just coming so far away because it's actually really simple.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Like people are just being even just pointing fingers and being like, oh, well, that's wrong. And this is wrong. And you're doing that. It's like, who cares? Right. Like, it's really simple. Like, is it, I mean, is it hard? Sometimes? Yeah, it is because we don't naturally just want to give of ourselves and love others mm-hmm. always. Um, you know, I had a conversation with somebody today about fostering and foster care. And there's this part in James that I was studying in, in Bible study that just really stuck out to me. And like, we are commanded to take care of the widows and the orphans of the world. And I found out today that if just one person out of every three churches decided to foster, there'd be no more kids in our foster care system. Wow. Two two to three million kids would be adopted. Wow. That's all it takes is one person out of three churches and nobody's doing it. And it's like the Bible tells you to, Mm -hmm. why are you not doing it? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's us too, you know? And it's like, it, it's pretty... It's like take care of orphans and widows, love people, give, like, you know. Well,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I just looked up because I, I didn't remember, but in the Bible, it's Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love thy... Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Commandment. Commanding you. Right. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul. And, and the, the second, second is... Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Right. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Right. So it's literally like if you're living in love.
1: Right. And that's the difference. Because like us as humans, we have to work and actively choose to love and catch ourselves in times we're not. But when you get to that point when you're just living love, Mm -hmm. all those other things come naturally. Like Jesus' way of life. He lived love. Right. So naturally, of course, he's going to heal this person he's going to help this person he's going to whatever because that's he just exudes it that's who he is he is love that's everything he represents so i feel like we have come so far away and that goes back to you and i how we're talking about like just even the concept of the church today can can really bother us sometimes yeah we have these huge buildings and all this stuff and it's like Literally one person out of our church, out of this church, out of that church is if one person chose to foster and and that would take away seventy five percent of the prison population comes from foster kids who were who never got adopted, hmm. who grew up in the foster care system, and no one ever took them into their home. um it's fifty percent of the homeless, Wow, it's like the statistics are crazy, and I learned that today, and I just I was like, holy crap, like we're commanded to do these things. And if we truly want to live like God, we would. Yeah. Give of ourselves cuz none of this is ours anyways. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's really simple, <laughs> but yet it's really hard.
0: Yeah. Well, it's hard because we're in a constant battle, right? I mean, the Bible also talks about how there's no neutral ground. There's a constant battle between good and evil and right and wrong and and um it's so easy to point your finger which is not in love right and, and i think it's important too which i haven't done and i want to do is what does it mean to love like in every situation what does it mean to love god with all my heart mind and soul and to love my neighbor as myself because pointing your finger is definitely not within love no and it seems not hateful but like oh no it was his fault well it's like no take responsibility we all we all have some part in everything and if we really love our neighbor as ourself we're not going to put the problem on them right we'll put it on us you know like we'll, we'll be a part of it and i think at least in our country um all we do now is pass the buck it's not my fault not my right. problem i didn't do it it's those people it's right. the left it's the right it's you know it's these people it's that people and no one's nobody is taking responsibility for anything yeah so if we have nobody and especially our leaders are not taking responsibility well if no one's taking responsibility nothing's gonna get done Mm -hmm. ever even in our communities and in our in our homes Mm -hmm. if something happens, we know people where something happens in their home and they're like well wasn't our fault i'm not fixing it it's like you're living in this house there's things wrong with it. Fix it. Just, you know, we had somebody cut our electric line. It wasn't my fault. I took care of it. Now it's done. Right. But if I pointed at him and he pointed at me, guess what? We got no power. So, yeah, you know, but I think, <clears throat> but that all comes with love. It's just like, set your ego aside. Set your your anger aside and come from love and you, we'll find solutions. Well, well find- and it, doesn't,
1: it doesn't make any sense because... Like the president of Nicaragua or whoever it was of Nicaragua was criticizing the United States the other day saying like you're supposed to be the most powerful nation on earth and you can't even take care of your poor. Like you can't even – like so many people are literally dying um, in starvation in our country. And And,
0: people listening right now are going, yeah, and that's their own fault. And that's not out of love. And that's what I'm saying. Or they're saying – And it might be their own fault. But for us to – it doesn't matter whose fault it is right exactly your job does not change right
1: and and that's i think yeah i mean it is really really hard because if christians were behaving the way that we were supposed to and giving of our resources and doing as god commanded us to live humbly and to give and to take care of the widows and the orphans and all of that we wouldn't have the majority of crises in our country that we would
0: well even when we were in texas we went to that uh, abortion conference yeah and it was a it was a it was a good conference you know it was it was very inspiring and stuff and and uh What kind of made me upset was, though, that it kind of, there was little drops of politics in there. And then, like, like the governor was there, and this person was there, and, oh, the Democrats think that abortion causes global warming or something like that, or, or like, abortion helps fight global warming. And it, like, kind of turned political. But then afterwards we were talking, and I was like, well, why didn't they talk about adoption? Right. You know? Because, like... If abortion is bad, which I don't, I don't, I wouldn't do, you know, have an abortion and and I I don't want to get in that debate. But really, what the problem is in my mind is adoption isn't a viable option, really. It's super expensive.
1: They make it really hard. It's really
0: hard. It's a complete headache. But there are a ton of people right now in our country who are infertile, who, and, and the stigma around adoption as well, or like putting your kid up for adoption is like, oh, you gave up your kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why aren't we encouraging these people to, hey, this is a life. This life has a lot of value. So maybe don't abort it. And it's okay to put it up for adoption. Right. And
1: it's hard for me not to get political on this, though, because like, but it shouldn't be. Just look at it. I understand, it as, but like, it's like the same people that like want to outlaw abortion also want to teach abstinence only sex education
0: right and yeah, not there's provide, a lot that like, goes into any, it.
1: right so things like that to me like don't make any no sense. there's
0: definitely a lot of hypocrisy and then like also once you're born it's like well no health care no education either right but the whole thing with adoption is like we never really i didn't really grow up with anybody who was adopted in my school yeah. I never really knew anybody who was. See, adopted. And I have
1: two cousins who are. My cousin Jeremy and Allison are both adopted. Right, and that's a
0: beautiful thing. And then once I got older, I started meeting people who mm-hmm. were adopted. And it's like people should be encouraged and loved on. And like that's such a courageous thing. Like, I know I'm way too young for this kid, and I have no idea, and I don't have the resources. I don't have the mental capacity. I don't have the the emotional capacity to raise this child on my own. You know, like people are in terrible situations where they are having babies, and it's like, well why don't we instead of focusing on like how political abortion is why don't we focus on like loving each other and these babies and finding a good home for them mm-hmm. you know but it's stuff like that i guess
1: right i don't well, know how and we, I, guess, I don't like, know how we got but here also, but also i mean i guess that's where you see the hypocrisy in the church though because like and i'm not saying our abortion is okay but i'm saying like when they're like oh well don't we can't like this, these kids have to be born mm-hmm. and now they're stuck in this foster care system because they've been taken away from their parents who didn't want to have them in the first place and now there's two to three million kids in the foster care system who 75 percent of them are going to end up in prison who you know what i mean it's this yeah. huge trickle I'm excited effect to listen to that episode yeah it's this huge effect of like okay then like yes i think it'd be like a lot of abortion happens because of lack of education mm. um but like what are we doing to nurturing to nurture like i don't know there's only so much you can do about each thing and like i can't stop you from having an abortion but i can nurture a kid who needs nurtured right
0: so let's talk about this conference so the conference was this place that helps people who are looking for abortions and they help them make an informed decision right and they offer counseling the the first person who came in the lady brought this brought this young girl. She was like what, 15 at the time or something. Mm-hmm. Brought her into her home and loved on her. And that's what me and you are talking about. And right she, girl wanted she an abortion. loved on her, right? And she realized the the young girl realized there is other options. And she had her daughter who's now 18 and beautiful and also helping the the same purpose. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. But it all started because this one lady decided to unconditionally love on this young girl who was pregnant and had no one there for
1: her. Right. She's like, if I, you know, I got kicked out of my home because I'm pregnant, like I have to get, I have to do whatever. And that's what we're called to do. Right. I guess like, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, it turns into all these other things and it does get really political and it's like, there's so many errors on both sides. Politics
0: aside, politics aside, it all boils down to loving, on strangers really loving our neighbor as ourselves. and when mm-hmm. that young girl walked in and this lady decided you know what i'm just gonna bring her into my home and love on her with no agenda just love on her and then this girl made the decision she made or whatever now she has this daughter who's I don't know, she's like 18 or something 19? now and she's if- in school to be a doctor or, you know it's like it's such a cool inspiring story but it's like all it took was just love
1: mm-hmm.
0: loving your neighbor as yourself And, like, that's why I laugh at the astrology stuff because it's, like, you can't tell me so specifically who I am. Like, who I am is who Jesus says I am. And he says, "You're, you're a son of God, you're a child of God, and the two things, two things you have to do, two, that's it, two things in this life you have to do. Love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and love your neighbor. And then you're good. There's two things you got to do.
1: Just say something, though, because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I do love people. And it's like, no, if you genuinely, but if you genuinely love, that trickles into actions that trickles into how you live your life. That's where the fruits of the spirit and things like that come in, because I can say I love God and I love people all day long. But if you look at my life and you see no evidence of Mm -hmm. that, you really don't.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it shows up. Right. It's not just. It's not lip like, service. Like you're it's, not just
1: like, oh, I do.
0: It, right. It's an embody. It's an embodiment. And I think that's what I struggled with so long with with faith was like we talked about this. So we watched the movie. Um, Case for faith. Case for Christ. Oh, Case for Christ. And it broke it down, which is a is a good movie. It's not like the greatest movie. It's a good movie on Netflix. Case for Christ. And they go by the numbers basically. And this guy, he was an atheist, and he was like. His wife was becoming a Christian and he was trying to convince her that it was all a farce. So he went out to find the proof. And the proof was, no, like, this is legit. And for me, it was like, I was born into a Christian family. So it was all like, oh, yeah, we just believe in God. We believe that Jesus died on the cross. But it was always a story. It was always Easter story, Christmas story, Jesus in the manger, Jesus rose again. You know, it was all a story. It was never real. But I feel like after that movie, it became really real. Where I was like, holy shit. Like, Sorry, my my language. But I was like, (laughs) holy crap. Like, this, this man was real. And, like, there's accounts of him more than any account in history. And there were more than 500 witnesses who witnessed him alive after he was dead. And he was for sure dead because even the medical journal of today proves that he was dead and it's like holy crap like this is f- 100% real i'm getting chills thinking about it because growing up i was it was always just a story mm-hmm. i was always like yeah i believe in jesus but like i didn't know what i was saying mm-hmm. you know that's why like i mean we'll get in a different conversation but for me it's it's becomes super real and it's like okay well crap if this is real if he was real and he really rose from the dead like, I really need to listen to what he was saying, you know, and what he said was just love God with all of your mind, all of your heart, all of your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. And these are the two commandments above all. Then it's like, I got to take those seriously,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, so then when I get mad at the person who cuts me off from the car, it's like, stop, well, love are- them.
1: But those things, it's like, it doesn't even matter. Somebody cuts you off, who cares?
0: Right, but do you understand what I'm saying? Like, No, I get like, it, because I get <laughs> To actually embody it now, cause, right. because, because Jesus was real, mm-hmm. because Jesus really died, and because Jesus really rose from the dead, and then you look back at his teachings, I'm going to really take those seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really embody those. And when he does the Sermon on the Mount, and he says the nine ways to like, live a good life or like nine whatever and then he talks about the the top two commandments and he also talks about how like the old law doesn't exist anymore like hey yeah i believe it and i'm gonna listen where before i was like oh that's cool how do we know if the Bible's real blah 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 how do we know this or that but it's like no 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 there's no more question Yeah. you know so i don't know mm-hmm. it's exciting but then it's also like i need to get down to business Mm-hmm. Like I really need to, to learn this stuff Because there's a man where there's He said some things And he told us how to live And the purpose of life And it's documented And I haven't been reading it I haven't been studying it You know
1: yeah Yeah And honestly I feel like so many answers that we seek Are there You know
0: Yeah I think we should I think it'd be fun to either do a separate podcast on the bible and learning about it Mm -hmm. or even just to take this and and run with it yeah
1: yeah i mean we could do both i mean i'm a biblical scholar you already say that babe you
0: grabbed your breast and you said I'm a biblical sour, scholar. I thought you were going to say I'm a boob. <laughs> so, so, something about your boob. <laughs> I was you grabbing
1: these strings on my hoodie. No,
0: you, baby, it's okay. You're pregnant. And every once in a while, you'll like adjust your breast. And I you did it. I and did. you said biblical. And I thought you said boob. And I was like, what is she doing here? <laughs> <laughs> where, you, where is she going with this?
1: Okay. um, But yeah, no. I mean, it is... So I feel like, though, that's been going back to my Aquarius ways. um, No, I think because like one thing that they say in there that's supposed to like describe you is like getting off the beaten path and like how you have a need to see justice and things like that. And Mm. I feel like that's where I have a really hard time is because I think because I've never wanted to be like the world you know, because I was taught that like as a kid, it's like, I don't want to be the status quo. I don't want to be just another whatever, because like, then you're basically a sheep, right? You know, and if you want to show people God's love and show them like a different side, you have to be that you have to represent that. And then I do have like this thing for justice. Like I, like injustices in the world or just when I see somebody who's been something unjust has happened to them, I'm like, this needs to be made right. And this needs to, you know, like I can very much get that way. But, um, but I need to work on love in a lot of areas of my life as well.
0: Oh yeah. Me too.
1: So, and I think that that's like a conversation we need to have too, though. It's like, okay, if God calls us to that, like, and we're going to fully be that, what does our life look like? yeah you know
0: yeah <sighs> good talk babe
1: yeah that was fun a lot to think about sell everything live in the travel van <laughs> i don't
0: know about that we have a kid on the way babe uh, yeah that's i cool. think we should just fill up the house i think god put this house in our hands and we need to fill it up
1: I mean, every room's taken except for one right now.
0: <laughs> no, we could fill it up.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The lady that I interviewed today, the, she, they actually adopted a 21-year-old.
0: How do you do that? It's an adult.
1: I know. Um, I guess you like, still can, but basically they watched her speak at something about the foster care system. And they were like, we just realized like how sad it was that from an infant she went through the system. And yeah. not one Christian person took her in to their I, home. I, did,
0: I didn't know you could do that.
1: Yeah. So they they adopted her. Um, cool. They have one biological kid, two adopted kids, um, another fostered that's on the way of being adopted. Cool. So, yeah. It was very inspiring. Um, but anyways, yeah. I think that, I, I mean, I would say just like, if, you're, if we're actually going to live the way that we're called to live, then we all just kind of need to examine our lives and see what that looks like.
0: I, I definitely need to examine mine.
1: I think, I mean, I do too. We have way too many things and stuff and whatever. We and, do? Yeah, for well, sure. Oh, we could throw it out? Yeah. Good. That's why, like, I think when it comes to the baby room, that's why I'm just, like, super simple. We just need this and this. Like, I want... I want to learn how to be a minimalist and I want to raise our kids that way. We need to get rid
0: of almost everything in this (laughs) office.
1: (laughs) Okay, not the books though. Babe, books are different. I want a house filled with books. Okay. I want our table to be made out of
0: books. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, But yeah, for sure. We have way too many things.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We don't need them. But we have to find a good place to donate them because Goodwill just takes them and resells them. But there's places that you actually give your stuff and they give it to people in need. So
0: Yeah. Cool. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, the I mean, the conversation always goes somewhere we didn't plan, but I liked where I went today. Yeah.
0: Cool. So if you liked it, share it, like it, subscribe, five stars. Um We love you guys. We had fun. Yeah. Hopefully you did too.
1: Always. It's a date night.
0: Date night. Late night date night. Yeah. I love you, babe.
1: I love you, too. And we love you guys.
0: Bye.